the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. UTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Donald Trump announced al-Baghdadi killed himself by detonating a suicide bet. While being, best by, while being pursued by American forces in Syria. Baghdadi's demise demonstrates America's relentless pursuit of terrorist leaders and our commitment to the enduring and total defeat of ISIS and other terrorist organizations. He says that no U.S. personnel were lost in the mission. A sheriff says that a man opened, uh, opened fire with a handgun at an off-campus Texas A&M University Commerce Party leaving two people dead and 14 people injured. Injured. Hunt County Chief Deputy Buddy Oxford says the party was not an official Texas A&M Commerce event. More details at srnnews.com. Mark Levin explains the president's resilience. There is a war going on against Donald Trump. Obviously not a shooting war, not a violent war, but a war going on against Donald Trump. Every aspect of Washington, D.C. is focused on his destruction. What's remarkable is, despite all the resources aimed at destroying this president, aimed at taking out this president, what do they have? They have nothing. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The Bison are back, and they mean business. And you can catch all the action of NDSU football this season on our sister station, Business 1440. You can also see a full 2019 schedule and stream the games at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Let's take a look at your Twin Cities forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We have a slight chance of rain today with a high of 44 and a low of 29. And we got Hour 2 of the Best of Brad Carlson Show of the Narn starting, well, wait for it, right now. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Feel free to use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, give us a shout on Facebook or even follow us, just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and like our page if you haven't done so already. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I've been doing this radio show for about uh, seven and a half years now, or eight and a half years. And the one thing I always say is uh, this has opened many doors for me to meet uh, personalities uh, whom I've long admired in my life. I just turned 50, lived in the Twin Cities my entire life, and obviously being a sports fan and uh, obviously a consumer of, of media and whatnot, I've gotten to meet a lot of the folks who've been on television and on radio whom I've long admired and have listened to and have watched. And one such individual is joining us in studio today. Uh, you may remember Tom Ryther. He used to be a sportscaster with Five Eyewitness News back in the 70s, 1971 to 1978. Had a brief hiatus to Cleveland before returning to the Twin Cities in late 1979 with then WTCN-TV, which eventually became CARE 11. Tom worked there until 1991. When uh, he his contract was not renewed, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I have a feeling. Uh, 
why when I called Tom the other day to invite him on the broadcast, I told him, I said, Tom was like going back to my childhood. That voice, I'd, I'd remember it anywhere. So, Tom Ryder, honored to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? Brad, I'm honored. Thank you very much for inviting me, and uh, this is a, a thrill for me. <clears throat> well, we wanted to have you on, obviously. Uh, I mean, I would have had you on any time, whether you've written a book or not. But we do at least want to get that out there. Uh, Tom's book is entitled... The Hummelsheim Kid, which is the amazing story of a broadcast journalist. And if you're wondering where the name comes from, that is the name of the street you grew up in St. Louis. Is that correct, Tom? Tiny little dead-end street, Hummelsheim Avenue. It's really funny. It's listed as an avenue, but it's a dead-end. Mm-hmm. So I would just call it street. It was in a German-Croatian neighborhood and uh, 12 of the best years of my life. Now, when's the last time you've uh, visited that uh, particular uh, Last summer. Homestead? I go there every year. Really? Okay. Yeah. My parents are, are buried at our family cemetery uh, near Dixon, Missouri, uh, okay. my my the Ryder family um, came from Ohio in 1865 at the end of the uh, the Civil War. Why I don't know. And they settled in Macon, Missouri, and then my great grandfather Orville Ryder moved to Dixon, and he became quite wealthy. He owned a bunch of farms, and he was a teacher. He was the postmaster, and uh, he uh, donated the land for the Seton Cemetery. Okay. So a lot of my family is buried down there. That's uh, where I will go someday. I hope that'll be. A long distance away, but um, as do we. Yeah, we'd yeah, like to have Yeah, but it was this. This was uh, right after World War II that we moved in there. I just hit eighty-two. What are you, fifty? Yes, sir. I have socks older than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that makes me feel good, Tom. Yeah, I mean, getting a lot of ribbing turning the big five zero was a milestone birthday. Only because I remember vividly when my parents turned fifty. It's like, wow, that didn't seem that long ago. Yeah, when did you hit eighty? And I remember how old they were. But yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I guess. Well, the first question I have is, you know, obviously there's a lot of fascinating tales in this book. Now, I remember your time, Tom, as sportscaster, like we said, with KSTP and CARE 11. Uh, I remember Bowling for Dollars. That was a fun show, and I remember you hosting that, and uh, that was a, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I remember you hosted, I think it was when you were with um, WTCN at the time, you were hosting a, a Vikings preview show. And I remember you read a letter I wrote to the show. You say, hey, write a letter, we'll answer. And Matt Blair, I don't know if he was your regular co-host. Yeah, but he was Matt on came it. on the show, a good guy. Yeah. yeah, and you read my letter. I don't remember what I asked, but uh, I think it was a, a something about a rule technicality or whatever. So, yeah, it, that, was a, that was a thrill for me. So. You'll get a kick out of this. Uh, Matt wanted to work in broadcasting, mm, one of okay. the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life. And he had a bad habit of saying, you know, you know, like say, like say. So, so when we'd practice, I had a ruler. And every time he'd say that, I'd smack him on the wrist, <laughs> hoping he wouldn't punch me. But he said, oh, keep doing that. Keep doing that. Hey, but, you know, yeah, if he brings it, if he wants you to bring it on, you know, to help him hone his skills, that's, that's fantastic. Of course, I did the Bud Grant show for seven years. I did 110 shows, and that was that was really something. Well, Hall of Fame coach, how can you, how, how can you go wrong with he that? Taught so. uh. He taught me a lot. He taught me uh, it is not what you say or ask, but it's how you say or ask it and what is to be gained by trying to humiliate someone. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody made a bad play in a game, I would never shy away from that. Well, let's take, I think it was in 1987, the Vikings were playing for the NFC Championship in Washington. I remember. I was standing on the sidelines with Fran Tarkenton and Joe Theismann, standing mm. right next to me, and I knew both of those. In fact, Joe had bought a, a very nice ink pen of mine, which I never got back, but I was standing like 20 feet away when that ball just skipped off of Darren Nelson's hands, mm-hmm. and if he had caught that pass... He could have gotten a touchdown, maybe even the winning touchdown. So I go in the locker room instead of saying, well, how could you drop that pass? I just simply said, Darren, explain the play to me. Mm-hmm. What happened? Mm-hmm. Let him tell it, talk about it. Sure. Who am I? Could I be on the field with these guys? But I, I didn't chicken from asking tough questions, though. That's right. So uh, I remember that game well, and had he caught that, I, it wouldn't have, might not have been a touchdown, but it would have been a first and goal, had yes. a fresh set of downs. Yes. And uh, I remember they diagrammed that play. I, I'm a... NFL junkie and Daryl Green, who was the all-star corner for Washington, talked about it. He said, you know, Anthony Carter was supposed to run deep in the corner. I was supposed to follow him, but he cut off his route. Now, had he gone where he was supposed to, I would not have got back in time to hit Darren Nelson, and he would have probably caught that ball. So uh, if Darren could have, he could have thrown Anthony Carter under the bus. Who's well, to say, it, but... <laughs> it, just, it just flicked off of his fingertips. It did, yeah. It, it, but uh, I... A lot of great memories, that is for sure. I guess the uh, natural question you have, I mean, a lot of great memories. I, I can understand why you would want to write a book personally to maybe kind of document these memoirs for, um, you know, family, friends, and whatnot. But I guess what was the catalyst, Tom Ryder, for you wanting to finally uh, sit down and write this book? Well, I have a really fine uh, young gentleman. Well, young as far as I'm concerned. Everybody's young when you're 82. <laughs> Jeff Lonto. He's a uh, publisher out of Minneapolis. He has a publishing company called Studio Z7. 
Okay. Studio Z says Z is in zebra. And he has published some wonderful books. And for 20 years, he's been trying to get me to write a book. And I've been through that long trial that took six years that I had to finally go to the U.S. Supreme Court to win it in 1997. And I just felt it was time to, to walk away from it and begin my new life out of broadcasting. Sure. So when uh, I've been out of broadcasting since 1992. And a lot of things have happened to me since then that I really feel were worth writing about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, when I lost my job in 91, uh, I sold three-season rooms. I sold pork chops at county fairs, wow. thinking about getting into that business. I sold boats. And then I got into selling metal fabrication for ELO Engineering out of Fridley, a great company. And people would say to me when I'd walk in, what do you know about metal fab? Enough to keep you happy as my customer. Because I sold radio advertising in my career, and that was a great experience for me because I always felt if you believe in what you're selling Mm -hmm. and it's a good product or service, go out and do it. I bought a truck. I helped deliver parts. But then, and I built up within a year and a half, I was doing billing over a million dollars a year. Mm. But I, I opened a lot of doors because people knew my name. But when they found out that I would really keep them happy as my customer, I would I would take the plans to our engineers. They would look at it, give them a price. Well, anyway, that was that was a great experience, and I've done so many things since I lost my job uh, that I felt worth writing about. And I'm really glad that I waited. But Jeff finally talked me into it. I spent the entire winter writing it. I uh, he he designed it, and uh, and he he does a, a beautiful job of designing books. He did the cover, he did the back, he did a, were a lot of photos in the book. Yes. And he is uh, he's just come out with another book about the history of the Grain Belt Brewery that is a masterpiece. Uh he's done a, a lot of things. I just wish we had the money to go out there and publicize these things that he's done. But I have to say this, I didn't do this for money. I think if I'd have written the book 20, 25 years ago, yes, I could have made some money. Sure. I just wanted to get my story on the record. And uh, we will talk uh, <clears throat> about many facets of the story. Obviously, the, the lawsuit which you alluded to is a uh, uh, age discrimination suit when your contract was not renewed at CARE 11, 91, 92 time frame. So I, I remember vividly when that trial was going on, and I uh, we'll, we'll save that for later in the show. But I did want to uh, share with the listeners. Now, obviously, you first came to the Twin Cities in uh, 1971 with uh, right. KSTP-TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people may not know this, but they will if they get the book. <clears throat> hint, hint. Uh, you actually didn't spend your entire news career in sports. You were a hard news anchor, is that correct? Oh, absolutely. I I spent 11 years in radio. Uh, My first job in radio was at KBIA while I was a student at the University of Missouri for 50 cents an hour. Mm. And those who heard me thought I was overpaid. (laughs) My my only claim to fame is I did engineer a show for the great Paul Harvey one day. That was an experience. Oh, I bet. But I I broke into radio uh, my freshman year. I, I, I had to get a job. My family was, we were going through some financial problems, and I worked on a, for a construction company, McDonald Engineering. We were building silos for the Alpha Portland Cement Company, and they offered me an opportunity to go to the University of Chicago and get an engineering degree, all expenses paid. I am the worst person in the world at mathematics. Okay. <laughs> and and I, 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 I was around during World War II. I was born in 1937, and I can remember every day we'd be either reading the newspaper or listening to the radio about World War II. I became a news junkie at age four. Wow. And it's continued all these years. So I, in radio, I spent 11 years doing news, doing sports, selling advertising, signing on at 4.30 in the morning, all of that. And uh, I, my first job when I got out of the Army, when I got out of Missouri, I went into the Army for six months, and I, I was assigned to the 1st uh, Infantry Division at Fort Riley, Kansas. Great experience. Spent six wonderful years with the reserves. Then I got my first job at Jackson, Tennessee, doing news and sports. I replaced Wink Martindale as the morning disc jockey. I remember Wink. Tic-tac-doe. That's right. <laughs> One he of my be- favorite game shows. He became friends with uh, Elvis Presley, and Elvis furthered his career. Heard of Elvis, But too. I only spent two and a half months at that radio station. I found out there was an opening at WIBV Radio, Belleville, Illinois. It's a suburb of St. Louis. <laughs> okay. 5,000 watts. They'd just gone full-time. So I went up there, and I really... I, I had a lot to do with building their news department and their sports department and uh, was there for seven wonderful years. And uh, it gave me the background for when the door opened 
for me to do major market television. I went over to KPLR-TV in St. Louis, one of the, the greatest independent stations in the country. They were beginning a news operation. I started as a reporter, and then I wound up anchoring and became news director. And uh, th- they didn't put the money in it that, that they should have. Now, today, they could have, who knows, been Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were an independent. We had to depend upon film from UPI, United Press International. But I had a good sports background. I, I don't want to brag, but I'm still I'm in my high school athletic hall of fame. I I still have the record for most wins at Bayless High School in St. Louis, and they they've been doing sports for 120 years. Although uh, that's though those were great days. But then I thought, well, I've got this sports background. I I played on a uh, on a state tournament basketball team, mm-hmm. starting guard and the conference champion. I did miss two free throws to keep us from going to the Missouri quarterfinals. My friends always remind me of that. So I thought, well, okay, so I sent out a bunch of tapes. I sent out news tapes, and I sent out um, sports tapes. And KSTP gave me a call. And I came up here, and I talked to them. It's a great station, still is. Uh, they're, they're trying to dig their way back to the top. Sure. And I was very lucky to be with Barry Zavan, Ron Majors, later Dr. Walt Lyons. And in the 19, mid-1970s, we moved from deep second to WCCO to number one with a 51% share of the audience. Wow. That's a national record. Yes. Now, no station will ever break that because of everybody splitting the pie now with uh, some of the so-called Internet news that you have on. Sure. It makes me sick every time I try to read that stuff every day. It's so pointed to the left, I can't stand it. So, I mean, I, I spent really uh, seven good years there, and then I went to work for NBC uh, in, in Cleveland at um, really a wonderful people. I had the great Paul Warfield on my staff. Hall of Fame wide receiver, yes. Uh, Cleveland Browns, Miami Dolphins, and, um, and then I had Joe Castiglione, who is in his thirty seventh year as voice of the Boston Red Sox. And I thought I had great members on my staff at KSTP. I had Ed Caro, Denny D. Grizel, fantastic uh, photographer. Uh, I was very lucky, but I know talent. And and, uh, and when I say I hired Bramer, I think that was a find. I also. Found and hired Jeff Passel. Dick Dick Bramer, Twins announcer. Dick Bramer. Okay. Dick Bramer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, look what he's done. It's done okay. Yeah, he yeah. didn't like the fact that I sent him to the North Stars, but I told him, you're a play-by-play guy, yeah. not a studio sports guy. Well, who can say I was wrong? I had, um, we have Bob Hagan, who's the PR guy for the Vikings. Like, yeah. He was my intern, Rob Anthony, on the executive board of the Minnesota Twins. He was Janie Helmke. She was told that women don't belong in the sports department. I hired her anyway. She was a great producer and became news director at Channel 11. We are uh, hearing a lot of fantastic uh, stories from Tom Ryder, uh, former Twin City sportscaster with uh, KSTP-TV as well as CARE 11. And his new book, The Hummelsheim Kid, is out, and it is available. Uh, you can go to bradcarlson.org, where I've linked to it, to where you can purchase it. And uh, we're going to have a book to give away, too. You want to want a copy of Tom Ryder's book, The Hummelsheim Kid? Call in right now, 651 651- 289-4488 is the number to call. And we'll be back in mere moments with our discussion with the aforementioned Tom Ryder. Go nowhere. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote. 
at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Is that Ed? so? Someone win the book? Yes, someone won the book. Okay, is that who won the book? Vincent from St. Paul. Vincent, congratulations. Uh, wins a copy of the book entitled The Hubblesheim Kid, The Amazing Story of a Broadcast Journalist. It is a memoir by our guest, Tom Ryder, uh, reminiscing about a lot of uh, great uh, personalities that Tom has come across. Uh, you got to get the book just for the anecdotes of how he's uh, been able to interview three different presidents, uh, play around uh, or, uh, nine holes of golf with Stan Musial, uh, uh, even saw Babe Ruth in person one time. Yeah, you want to get uh, Tom's microphone up here? Uh, uh, okay, uh, Tom is up. We don't want to cut the guest off the uh, microphone. So. <laughs> well, some people have. No, we, we don't do that here, Tom, either. So, well, we talked a little bit about your career, obviously, here in the Twin Cities with KSTP and CARE 11. Um, I I haven't done the research, but I have to believe you were probably the only individual to work with both Ron and Paul Majors, Ron Majors at KSTP. And Paul Majors at Care Eleven. Uh, any uh, any similarities, differences that you could draw draw between the two brothers? Uh, I'll tell you what, two peas in a pod. Good looking guys, they smart are. guys, mm-hmm. and really knew what they were doing. Both and look, recently look, retired themselves. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, look what they did. Uh, we at uh, in let's see, in 1971 when I came up here, KSTP was a distant second. They had been number one for years, and then Dave Moore came along. God rest his soul, one of the greatest people I ever met, and. Mr. Hubbard, the senior Mr. Hubbard, who founded KSTP back in 1948, um, he didn't want to be in second place, so he replaced the the news team, and it was uh, it was Ron Majors, the one and only Barry Zavan, who wrote something beautiful in my book, along with Ron Yeri, uh, NFL Hall of Famer. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Kenny Resnick, WWF, I helped Kenny get his first job in broadcasting. Jerry Burns wrote something funny in there. Joe Castiglione, the voice of the Red Sox, um, um, and my old teammate, Sonny Siebert went on to pitch uh, and won 140 games in the big leagues. Yes. But, uh, no, I've, I've done a, a lot of things, but I was more than a sports guy. There's nothing wrong with being a sports guy, but I always considered myself to, re- to be a newsman first. Sure. And I didn't ever want to – I'm not a good loser. In fact, did you, the, did you read in the book where I accidentally helped solve a murder? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. That's a fact. I, I, uh, and when I was working for – KPLR TV in St. Louis. Tom Ryder, CSI. There you go. Well, <laughs> but, I, but my my cameraman Clint Crandall had been a St. Louis policeman for seventeen years. So we're covering this murder in Muscoota, Illinois. Two teenagers had been in a lovers lane. This weirdo comes along, shoots the boy, has sex with the girl, shoots her. Mm-hmm. And there's a book out about that, written by the the victim's brother, called uh, Bad Moon Rising, mm. and it's a good book. So I didn't. I wasn't close to the bodies, but I was about a hundred feet away. I'll never forget the sight. So Clint, my camera guy, says, "Let's. We have time. Let's go knocking on doors to some apartments and trailer courts, just for the heck of it." Mm. So we did that, and we were 
we were fishing a dry hole until we went to a trailer park, and the guy's name was Perry Wilson. How do I remember that? But And he said, we did have a weirdo staying here in that trailer right over there, but ever since news broke of these murders, he's gone. So we got inside the trailer, and there were cigarette butts and whatever, so I forwarded that information to the St. Clair County Police Department. They tracked him down. It was His name was um, uh, Wayne Stauffer. They caught him in California, brought him back, and before he could go to trial, he died in prison. I only wish he had lived in prison to where they could have executed him, because I'll never forget the sight. Mm, but yeah. it's just one of many things that I experienced. It's not like, oh, look what I did. When I look back, I say, did I do all those things? I really did, and I'm I'm really proud of it. And we've I know we've briefly alluded to, you've had the opportunity to uh, uh, talk to three different presidents, including John F. Kennedy before he was president, when he was a senator. And you, I, I remember the portion of the book, you wrote this for... Uh, University of Missouri when you were attending there uh, about meeting a Senator John F. Kennedy, and they spiked the story because nobody knew who he was, Tom Ryder. Uh, That's exactly right. Pretty wild. Well, we were guests, myself and uh, another student at the U, Fred Marshall, uh, and I'd read an article in Life magazine that had Kennedy's picture saying he was up and coming, uh, somebody to be watched. So we're standing right outside the Senate chambers in 1958, and uh, he walks out of there, and he's talking to some other senators. So I thought, I'm going to go over and introduce myself. So I did, shook his hand, couldn't have been any nicer, spent about 15, 20 minutes with him. And just oh, the thing that I wanted to find out, it, it, what do you want to accomplish in politics? It's probably the best question that I asked. I was never afraid to ask questions. Sure. And if you get no, keep digging, you know. So I wrote this really nice story, and they didn't run it. And in later years, when uh, after Kennedy was assassinated in 1960, uh, 63. 60, 63, November yep. of 63, mm-hmm. And I was on the air the day that that happened, doing a radio show. Mm, Never wow. forget that. So Johnson gets to be president. He's now running for re-election in 1964. He comes to Belleville, 10,000 people in the town square. Uh, we're, we're covering it live. We had all the greatest live equipment. And then this huge limo, some guy says to me, young man, a long time ago, could you get in our car and find your radio station on the dial? In the back seat was Lady Bird Johnson. The man who called me in was Governor John Connolly. Mm-hmm. His arm was still in the sling. He was sitting in front of Kennedy on the day Kennedy was That's killed. Right. And, he, and he got a part of the shell in his arm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, so I tuned in, 1260 on the dial. How much is it worth to you if I tune in the radio station for yeah, you? Yeah, and I said, could you give me a one-on-one with the president? Aha, uh-huh, we and see what did. the price is, yes. And he did. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was good. And in later years... Johnson, when he was out of the presidency, came to Hudson, Wisconsin, with Daryl Royal, the coach at Texas, to pay homage to Jim Bertelson, the great football star from Hudson High School, okay. who was a star at Texas and the L.A. Rams. So I, I was the only reporter that, that knew about that. I went over there, got an exclusive, and I was able to ask him when it was done, when we did the interview, because I was in the 892nd Transportation Company in 1966, and we were ticketed to go to Vietnam. Mm. Never once thought of not going, unlike Bill Clinton, who snaked his way out of it. Uh, I was with a great bunch of Illinois farm boys, I thought, and I was a sergeant at the time. So I asked Johnson. At the last minute, he decided not to send us to Vietnam. We were at Camp McCoy. We were going to go to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and to Vietnam. At the last minute, he didn't send us. So I said, first of all, when I was finished with the um, sure. interview, he had a beer. I had a beer. I said, I'd like to thank you for not sending my unit over to Vietnam, but none of us ever thought of not going. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know what to say. He just kind of, but I hate to say this, I kept thinking while I talked to him, would I buy a used car from this guy? Mm-hmm. And then when I was news director of KPLR TV in St. Louis, I was in an executive news conference with uh, President Richard Nixon. Mm. And a couple of weeks before that, I interviewed Spiro Agnew, the vice president. But ever you know, and and really Nixon was kind of a, I don't know, very moody, and he was in a, not in a good mood. But the, what really gets me about Nixon is here is a guy who got us out of Vietnam, who established detente with China. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants to remember Watergate, of course, yeah, you know, and and things haven't changed. Look what they're trying to do to Trump now. The drum keeps pounding and pounding and pounding. And if, if you've seen the latest, I'm sure you have. The uh, favorability of the U.S. Congress, 11%. Oh, yeah, that's standard fare. How can you like like Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, uh, Nadler? I mean, 
it's barf time with those guys. And the amazing thing about that is uh, it's kind of a, a l- little digression here, but you talk about Congress, you know, they're they're playing these clips of these same individuals, Schumer, Pelosi, Nadler, all talking in, about uh, the impeachment proceedings against Bill Clinton, about, uh, you know, how this is not good for the country, it's not politically wise, yada, yada, yada. And, and the first thing that comes to my mind is like, my God, these people have been in Congress for decades. You know, there's, that's right. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of term limits, but goodness sakes, this was never meant to be a career. At the same time, I, I don't like that the representatives have to serve two years uh. because they're campaigning all the time. Oh yeah, and no trying question. to raise money. I really think it should be like three. And I go along with six years in the Senate. I go along with four years in the presidency. But I, I somehow think that maybe. Term limits might be in order. It's a, something that's bandied about once in a while. We'll see if it ever yeah. gets any traction. Here with Tom Ryther, he the former Twin City sportscaster, KSTP and KA and CARE 11. Uh, he's been all over, as you could uh, ascertain, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, his uh, big lawsuit that was filed back in 1992 and uh, no holds barred, as you could probably expect in his book, The Hummelsheim Kid. Tom Ryther, back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet, from the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you and he loves his new roof. Give me your computer problems with boots. Arby's Computer Service. When you want your computer fixed right the first time, Arby's is the place. Hi, this is Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Why is it that your cell phone is replaced every two to three years with no thought about cost, but when it comes to your computer in your office, you try and hold out five to six years or longer to do the same? Arby's Computer Service. What is that loss in productivity doing to your bottom line? Do you know that we can sell you a brand new commercial computer that is super fast for less than the cost of your new iPhone or Android phone? Why are you waiting? Call us today. We can be reached at 763-441-3884. That's 763-441-3884. Or on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Closing out this edition's of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague King Bannon on our sister station, AM fourteen forty, the Businessman. He's on Saturdays, nine to eleven AM for the King Bannon Show. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Saturdays from one to three p.m. He is the headliner edition. I am the closer, closing out weekends, Sundays one to three. 
right here on AM 1280. And here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. Feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Uh, thoroughly enjoying our discussion with Tom Ryder, former Twin City sportscaster, was with KSTP from 71 to 78, and with WTCN, and then eventually, I remember when it was WUSA, and then CARE 11, yeah. from about the late 70s until 1991, uh, talking about uh, his memoirs, The Hummelsheim Kid, The Amazing Story of a Broadcast Journalist. Now, Tom, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, how can people get a copy of this book? Can they go to any bookstore, Amazon? I know Studio uh, Z7 has copies. Or where can they purchase a copy Well, we, it's on Amazon, but they want way too much money for it, because they want a big cut of it. You know, <clears throat> of course. The best way to get it is go through StudioZ7.com. Okay. Okay. And it sells for about $16 plus mailing. And uh, I haven't talked to anybody who has disliked the book. Other than Sid Hartman, I was not very flattering to right, Let me tell you something. Uh, yeah, I, here. I, I, I actually, uh, it's funny story about Sid Hartman, my own personal interaction with him. The first time I met him, uh, I don't know if you remember when WCCO did the Sid Hartman Soundalike contest. So what yeah. they did is they had people, they had people call into a telephone number. You leave a voicemail with your best Sid Hartman impersonation. They take the eight best. And then they do the Sid Hartman Soundalike contest at the fair. And out of those eight, they pick a final three and have a championship round. So I made the first eight. So I got to go to the state fair, and we were sitting back in the WCCO booth at the state fair, and the promotions guy is telling us about how it's going to go, what we're going to do. And Sid comes in like a bull in a china shop, like he's wont to do. And the guy basically stops and looks at Sid because he's trying to talk to the contestants, and Sid kind of interrupted him. And Sid goes, what are you looking at, a-hole? Is this guy married a beautiful woman, married to an a-hole like this? You believe that? You know, just ripping on the guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Charlie Boone of Boone and Erickson, they were both there. And, of course, these are heroes of mine because they, they closed mine schools. Too. Mine, they, too. They closed schools, you know, the school closings. That's right. Boone and Erickson. So Charlie Boone says to us contestants, he says, I want you guys to enjoy this because I have a feeling this might be the final ever Sid Hartman Satellite contest. And it was. And also, you know, Sid's getting up there, getting up there in years. 99 now. I don't think he likes coming out to the state fair that much anymore, so enjoy it because he's not going to be out here that much longer. That was 24 years ago. Yes. He's yes. still doing it. He's in, he's indestructible. Well, when I came up here in 1990, uh, 1971, I was doing the Bud Grant show mm-hmm. and, a, and a bunch of other... He's a close personal friend of Sid. I don't know if Sid's ever mentioned that. Bud Grant's a close personal friend of his. I yeah. don't know if he's mentioned that, Tom, either. Well... But, uh... <laughs> you know, I, I had done the Bud Grant show. He didn't like something that I said. I'd never met him. So the following day, Bud is giving a news conference at uh, the Holiday Inn in Bloomington. And, of course, I went to that. And I hear him bad-mouthing me. Across, and I'd just gotten here across the room. I thought, this guy's talking about me. So I walked over. I said, I don't know who you are, which was that Uh-oh. that killed him. That's your first mistake, Tom. Right and there, I yeah. said, but if you got something to say to me, <laughs> you say it to my face. And I, that's the last thing I ever said to the guy. And for 22 years, he tried to get me fired. He called the Hubbards, although Stanley denies it. But Sid St- does, too. Yeah, well, yes, Sid does, too. But neither of them are close friends of the truth. And uh, then when I went to work for uh, NBC, he calls up uh, his uh, n- sports writer friends for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and they're writing bad things about me before I even went on the air. So I come back to, uh, came back to Channel 11. At that time, WTCN, and um, and then we became WUSA, and when Gannett bought us in 1983, right, and they that. really made us. I mean, I-, I talked about Ron the other day. Paul Majors was our anchor. Paul Douglas, the weather, and Diana Pierce, uh, the woman anchor. She's wonderful. Great lineup. And and I was honored to do the sports. We went from the worst ratings in America in a major market to number one. And mm. see Gannett. Bought us in 83, and in July of 87, we became number one. So look what the majors boys did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really lucky to be a part of some winning teams. And um, it, it, it just, uh, I, like I wrote in the book, it's better than pitching a no-hitter because I did throw three of them when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And and you uh, got the Hall of Fame chops in your high school to prove it, Tom Pretty Ryder, proud so. of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's not bragging if it's the truth. That's what no, I always I, say. No, it yeah. is the truth. I can't believe I did it. But <laughs> Well, we, you know, we talk about uh, you know your time at CARE 11, and obviously this was a big news story, uh, certainly here in the Twin Cities, and of course it got some national pub. After, in 1991, your contract was not renewed, and the news director uh, a lady by the name of Janet Mason decided that they were not going to renew your contract, and you decided at age 54 at the time to file an age discrimination suit, which you had to win multiple times before Five times. ultimately 
Uh, you prevailed over, what, six years, something like that? It was, uh, well, we filed suit in 1991, and we won <clears throat> it on uh, June 17th of 1997 mm. at the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay. Had to win five times. Well, Janet Mason and I never got along. Uh, she was terrible on the air. She was a reporter. So when Gannett came in, they realized Tom Kirby, a wonderful news director, uh, he pulled her off their air and, and he put her on the desk and the, on the moving news cars around. So I'll remember, never forget sitting in Tom Kirby's room with Paul Majors. And we said, well, uh, see you move Janet off the air. Well, let's face it, he said, she's the worst I've ever seen on the air. Wow. So we, so, but she's good at moving news cars around. Okay. And she, we, we never got along. We never got along. So when we became number one, things happened. Joe Fransgrove, a great general manager, he went back to Denver because his wife wanted to go back to Denver. Tom Kirby was offered the general manager's job in Oklahoma City. And in comes Linda Rios Brook, probably the least knowledgeable person I've ever seen walk into a TV station. She hated men, and uh, and she told a lot of the men people, you better behave yourselves or you're out of here. Mm. She made Janet news director. Okay. And when that happened, I knew that maybe my days were numbered. She tr- she made it so tough on me. For instance, I had to go down to Disney Studios in Orlando to do a promo with Bob Costas and uh, Dick Enberg. Mm. Okay. So I'm sitting there like a bump on a log. And my name is never mentioned. I had no lines to read. Finally, Costa says, I'm not doing this unless Tom gets to say something. Yeah. Well, that was the tip-off. <clears throat> and then my son, Tommy, who I'm very proud of, he's been with WCCO Television for 20 years as their uh, sports video guy and editor, won three Emmys. Tommy, uh, they wanted to hire Tommy as a, as a photographer at Channel 11, and Janet Mason blocked it. Mm. That was my tip-off. So finally, I, I went up to the uh, the idiot general manager, Linda Rios Brook, and I said, be honest with me. What What is that? Because I'd never been fired before. Should have been a few times. Be honest with me. Well, we're not going to renew your contract. So I had a meeting with Janet and some other guy, I don't know. And Janet says to me, how does it feel to be a failure at age 54? Wow. So I walked Ouch. out to my car, and I'd never thought of suing until she said that. And I called a lawyer. I called Janet uh, uh, Robach. Robach was her last name. Okay. And um, was the same lawyer that our program director had hired after Linda Riosbrook fired him. Mm. And he got a nice payout. So I thought, you know, I'm not going to let these people just sit, sit there and do this to me. So we prepared for quite a few years. We went to trial in 93. I won. Judge David Doty was the judge at the Minneapolis Federal Courthouse. And we won that case. And in fact, Donna Robeck, Donna, she called me. She said, guess what? The jury wants to see a computer. They want they want a computer. Oh, that's good. That's Something's going on. So we win the case. And they appealed, saying that Judge Doty didn't know what he was doing. So we waited another year, and Doty turned around, and he, he won that, won that appeal, and then doubled the amount to $1.6 million. $1.6 million. And so now they appeal again to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, and that's a three-judge panel that was in the St. Paul Federal Courthouse. And I won that two votes to one, Judge Loken, a Republican. And I'm a, I'm a conservative, mm-hmm. but he asked some of the most stupid questions. He said, well, Harry Carey's been around a long time, and it's a different deal, play-by-play guy and a studio sports guy. <laughs> yeah. And I was still the second highest rated sportscaster beneath the great Mark Rosen. Mm-hmm. So, and, and <clears throat> way better rating points than either Jeff Passold or Randy Shaver, but I was 54. And uh, so Janet, uh, used that as, but I'll never forget her saying, how's it feel to be a failure? So then they appealed and bank to the 12 member entire eighth circuit. They all had to come to St. Paul. I won that nine to three. So now we go again to the U S Supreme court. Four judges have to, say that we want to hear this case. They couldn't get the four. And on June 17th of 1997, I won the case, and it was over. They could no longer torture me. And um, But you know what? At the time, my mother was dying. Uh, I was going through a divorce, and I was losing my job. But you know what? I, I could have just say, oh, poor me, poor me. But I'm really proud that I didn't do that because I went into business and uh, and wound up being pretty successful. Now, uh, an interesting fact, or maybe not a lot of people knew this, uh, 
both Randy Shaver, uh, who's still there now at a news anchor at CARE 11, and Jeff Passold, who, uh, after he didn't get the sports director job, uh, moved on to Denver, came yes. back, and was the sports uh, news anchor for uh, Fox 9 until he retired just earlier this year. Uh, you didn't have a lot of flattering things to say about those gentlemen in your book, Tom, right? Well, I was surprised I, to read that. I gave Jeff his, his shot out of St. Cloud State. I liked him. Mm-hmm. I thought he had promise. <clears throat> he was a good, good guy. Yeah, nice head of hair and nothing else. Yeah, well, I did too, but that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I did once upon a time. Yeah, right. Team. We're in the same club. Indeed, room. indeed. But <laughs> I uh, I used to do reports for NBC, and I got $150. And um, I would give that money to Jeff until we could afford to put him on the payroll. And I, and I kind of nurtured him and brought him along and whatever. And then he became friends with Tom Bernard, who was really a legend in the business. Mm-hmm. And he attached his wagon to Bernard, and he dropped me like a hot rock. Well, I guess the, the coup d'etat there, or the, the weirdest thing of all, in my trial at federal court, Jeff testified against me in my trial. Wow. And that, that's being stabbed in the back. And then uh, Shaver, who I hired out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, mm-hmm. or someplace like that, I, it might have been Albert Lee, but he he kept running into Janet Mason saying, Ryther took an hour for lunch last night. He was on the phone all night. I broke so many stories, Brad. That's how I got my stories. That's how we communicate that back Always. then, I think. Work the yeah. phone. <laughs> Work the phone so so the people you're covering, mm-hmm. you're not a stranger to them. <clears throat> and uh, But it would, it, where was he when I was on the air? I did cut-ins for K-102 sure. um, for a couple of years. So I'm in there at 7.30 in the morning, no, 6.30 in the morning, doing 7.30 and 8.30 cut-ins, and then I'm planning the day, and then I'm coming back. But but I, what I'm I'm proud of is that I went into that sports job as a newsman. Mm-hmm. I don't, my motto is, if you cover a story, I want to win that story. Sure. I, I don't want the, composition, the, the competition to beat me. And I would do everything I could to try to go a, a step further. I'll never forget. It's probably why Sid wanted you fired. He he was the master of breaking all the stories, according to him. He, he, I tell you, I pounded him into the ground right? as far as breaking stories. Uh. Guy, I mean, you know, you know, I'm a close personal friend of her, you know. And I That's always pretty do good, it. Tom. Well, yeah. I do. I always say, inter- interview as a baseball player, you know, uh, why is a baseball round? Wouldn't we be better with square? <laughs> be a little harder to catch that thing? You know? uh. no, but, but, yeah, you can be good friends with the people you cover. But I never heard the guy ever <laughs> ask a tough question, ever. Once again, we are here with uh, Tom Ryder, getting a lot of fascinating anecdotes. Uh, we've got one final short segment to go. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call again. Tom Ryder, former Twin City sportscaster, talking about uh, many of his memoirs detailed in his book, The Hummelsheim Kid. Be sure to check it out, and we'll be back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. For me by the sea. AM 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's B-A-G-1-1 to 88988. Have you heard about ImplantMiracle.com? It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 per tooth. Why is that such a big deal? Because when many other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth, our price, as low as $2,499 per tooth, is a great, great deal. Plus, at ImplantMiracle.com, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free. And if you don't have all of the money on hand right now come in to see us anyway because in most cases we can provide very easy very convenient payment options to fit your budget 
So please, please do not overpay for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, where dental implants are affordable. You're going to love the way they look and feel in your mouth. For more information, please see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. With me is Mike and Sharon Murphy. Great to have you both here. Now, Mike, what's it like working with EXP Realty? Well, Lee, EXP is awesome. It's the future of real estate. We are able to offer our clients better service, better technology, and we're having our best year ever. And we are growing. That's fantastic. Now, it might be strange to be talking about the spring in the fall, but it's very important right now because, Sharon, you guys are actually working on your spring showcase listings already. That's right, Lee. And we'll send our photographer out now to get those pictures of the green grass and fall colors so you can be ready for spring. We'll also include free staging and access to our exclusive list of handymen to help your home shine. That's why you want to be ahead of the game and not behind. If you're looking to buy or sell now or you want to be part of the Spring Showcase, give them a call, 651-216-7870, or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. That's MikeMurphyTeam.com. You shook my nerves and you rattled my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my wheel. But what a thrill. Couldn't it great ball? Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment with our guest, Tom Ryder, former Twin City sportscaster with KSTP-TV, and Kara Levin, talking about uh, the memoirs that he has detailed in his latest book, his first book, uh, The Hummelsheim Kid. Again, go to Studio Z7, that's Studio Z, the number 7.com, to find out more information about it. And I've also linked to it at bradcarlson.org if you want to find out more about it and how you can purchase it. Uh, we're talking a lot about Tom's time here in the Twin Cities, obviously, and uh, we're talking specifically about your lawsuit, your age discrimination suit you filed against CARE 11 when your contract was not renewed in 1991. Now, I followed that story a little bit, and what really stood out to me was testimony that Janet Mason was giving. She was the news director who unceremoniously dumped you from the station. And I remember uh, Janet Mason is of Asian descent. And I remember one piece of testimony she gave. She says, discrimination? I'm not capable of discriminating against anybody. I'm a minority. That was her testimony. Yeah, I, I remember that line of testimony. I was like, what? Hey, when you hear this, the, the general manager, Linda Rios-Brook, gets on the witness stand in a federal trial, and she's, she listed reasons why they're going to let me go. Never mentioned that I was 54. That played a role in it. She said, and another reason we're letting Mr. Ryder go is that Sid Hartman doesn't like him. <laughs> can you believe that? The, the jury Sadly, started I can. laughing. Yes, yes. They started laughing. Yeah, I, 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 Sid, I've got my take on Sid is yeah. I, I honestly have a little sympathy for the guy because he's 99. He still needs the adoration, the he adulation. Does. He does. Needs to buddy up to the pole ads to get a statue built in downtown Minneapolis. He, he needs it. I don't understand why. He's in, I don't know how many Hall of Fames, but he still needs people bowing at the altar of heart. He used to walk into our shots when we were doing interviews that oh, sure. should be the twins or whatever. And uh, he would always walk into our shots. And Ralph John Fritz of Channel 4, great Remember friend, RJ? God rest yep. his soul, mm-hmm. he walked in front of a live shot with J- Ralph John. And Ralph John stopped the interview and he grabbed Sid and he was going to punch him. If you do that again, I'm going to knock you on your butt. Wow. You know, and uh, but uh, yeah, he, uh, I can't explain it. He's he's uh, egotist, but I do salute him for 99 years. He's still mumbling and stumbling, oh, but yeah. he's still out there trying to do the job. I'll give him credit for that. Hey, four to five bylines per week for 75 years. I, yeah. You know, yeah, which most of it he doesn't write anymore. Well, I, I get that, but still, the fact that he's he's yeah, that that it is very impressive. And uh, like I say, I I just. Uh, I feel for a guy that still feels the need to do that. And you know what's funny? Uh, Bobby Knight, of course, one of his close personal friends. Yeah. And when Bob Knight was retiring from coaching basketball with Texas Tech 2008, he said, Sid, I'm going to retire, but I'm not going to announce it publicly for a couple of days. I want to give you the scoop. You write it. He's okay. Yeah. And he forgot. He forgot to write it. He didn't write the scoop yeah, that well, Bobby Knight was retiring. You know, that, there's another one of my stories that I broke. When the the great Jim Finks was the general manager of the Vikings, Remember he built Jim? that team. Mm-hmm. He brought in Bud Grant, whatever. He built that team. 
Uh, I got to know Jim pretty well, and you could ask him anything. He was from Salem, Illinois. I did a lot of high school sports in, in Illinois when I worked for WIBV Radio, and I did games out of Salem. He really liked that, that I knew where his hometown was. But when he decided to leave the Vikings because they wouldn't give him an ownership uh, role in the team, he called me, and I had an exclusive interview at, again, the Holiday Inn in Bloomington. Was, that was one of the great honors. I was... But I love breaking stories. That was just, it was a rush for me. Oh, yeah, I could certainly see that. And and you obviously have alluded to that's that's what it took, getting on the phones, despite uh, maybe have some colleagues ratting you out about being on the phone. But tell that's you, what it took. Tell you a story yeah. about Bobby Knight, told to me by Bill Musselman. They played high school football against each other and basketball. It's a windy night. Uh, Bobby's uh, playing for wherever uh, Smucker's jellies are made, Orville, Orville, Ohio. Okay. Bill's playing for Ashland, Ohio. It's a windy night. Knight drops back to punt. The punt goes behind him and lands behind him. Oh, my gosh. Bobby, Bill Muscle runs out. Now, Bill told me the story. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, Bobby, nice punt. Oh, boy. And they didn't speak for years. In fact, Bobby walked out on me. That's so unlike uh, Bob Knight to hold a grudge. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, I, I covered him in the 1984 Olympics, <laughs> and he got to like me when I called him the General Patton of basketball. Okay. Movies. I can see how that works. But yeah. he, uh, he walked out of a live shot with me when I brought up Bill Musselman. But when Bill was dying, who came to visit him? Bobby Knight. Knight. God bless him. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that that's a, that's the kind of thing, you know, because he gives off of this very rough and uh, acerbic exterior. But I've heard stories about that where he does things where nobody knows about and he goes behind the scenes. It doesn't excuse his behavior. Some of the things he doesn't says, certainly, but yeah. what he does behind the scenes. You know, I was at the 1961 NCAA championship game in Kansas City, Ohio State against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And Bobby was like the seventh or eighth guy on the Ohio State team. So that's was when that the he, Havlicek team, yeah, Ohio Havlicek, mm-hmm. right? They had a, they had a great team, but they were upset by Cincinnati. Mm. It was uh, it was quite a night. But I've always admired Bobby Knight, you know. So yeah, he can be uh, rough, and, and we, I mean, really, we should have had him here, but it didn't work out. We should have had John Wooden here, but only a big snowstorm prevented him from coming in and interviewing for the job. Wow, just th- think of how how things would have been uh, different here at yeah, Minnesota well, Sports. We we talk about our curses. Uh, think how uh, the uh, abundant blessings that could have happened. Well, again, we only have a minute with our guest, uh, Tom Ryder. Um, Tom, it's been an honor to talk to you, sir. Like I say, you've been a part of my uh, uh, childhood's uh, highlight reel, if you will, because I was a consumer of news as a as a younger person. Remember your time? I can KSTP tell that you know your stuff. Care eleven, yeah. And uh, thanks for not standing me up on like Fran Tarkenton. Uh, you know, he was part of my childhood too, and uh, stood me up for an interview. I can't. Well, you know, that's it. not like him, though. I know that. There had can to you get him reason. on the phone, Tom Ryder? Did we know? Uh, yeah, you sure could have gotten him on the phone, but he was. But always, could you get him on the phone? I'd me? like. To. <laughs> I think he'd take my call. Yeah, he wrote uh, a nice thing. Uh, in we his might book. have to talk. Yeah. So. Well, again, Tom, in all seriousness, it's it's been an honor to chat with you, and thanks for, like I say, we could have gone another hour, because a lot of fascinating things you have seen and heard and done over your life. Again, the book is called The Hummelsheim Kid. Go to StudioZ7.com, that's StudioZ, the number 7.com, to find out more information and purchase self-copy. Appreciate the time, Tom. Uh, you're you know, you're welcome to come out any time. I am honored to be here, and you know your stuff. Yeah, thank you for being very fair. I appreciate it. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Skull Vikings. And have a blessed week. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. 
Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com Rack Shack Barbecue, oh, oh. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop? Have you been keeping up on the maintenance? Looking for scale buildup in the coil? Lubricating the unloader valve? Changing the pump oil? Things need to be done to keep your machine running at peak performance. Let American Pressure take the worry of pressure washer maintenance off your plate. Call us today to line up a preventative maintenance schedule. 763-521-4442. AM 1280, The Patriot. 